find other accommodations in case the day became hairy with press or police. Leaning my head against the nearest wall and pondering for the millionth time the endless ironies and secrets of my existence, I wearily mumbled softly, You know what? Fuck it. I walked back to the main sitting area and struggled for something, anything, to occupy my thoughts. I needed to retreat to a comfortable place in my mind. Goddamn Willie, I shouted at the indifferent ceiling. You swore there'd be no more crazy mafiosos allowed in the club. So much for mafia protection. I plopped myself into a large sectional couch and sank deeply into its folds. I started to feel drowsy, and my thoughts turned to the very first time I was personally confronted with a potentially violent and threatening situation at a most tender age. It was sixth grade at PS209 in South Brooklyn. Our teacher was enthusiastically showing slides of her recent vacation to Italy. The few Italian kids in the class, the school had a 97% Jewish student body, were gloating over all the unusual attention being heaped on their ancestral land. In reaction, I unthinkingly started cracking a few jokes about the naked statues on the slides, and one of the Italian bullies, Nicholas Spano, got all bent out of shape by this perceived offense to all of Italy emanating from one small Jewish kid. In a show of Brooklyn bravado learned from the generations preceding him, Nick vowed in front of the entire class to pummel me into snot after school. I was terrified. Nobody ever taught me how to fight. My parents thought playing the accordion was macho. I slept in a tiny room with my Aunt Edith and an aging goldfish. Physical confrontation was the stuff of movies, not real life at PS209. But I was in trouble. I'd been called out. Even the words gave me an exhilarating chill, and not by some soft, nearsighted Hebrew scholar angered over a Torah interpretation. This was to be a fight to the death with Italian Nick, a boy who probably had pubic hair. What to do? In an unmitigated panic, I requested a sit-down with Laura Nuzzo, indisputably the toughest girl in the world. I knew she liked me. Something in her Amazon-like smiles told me so, and I shared with her the reason for my impending pre-bar mitzvah doom. I watched her ponder the situation before stridently declaring, You know what? You and me, we leave school together today. I thought about it for a moment solely for dramatic effect and moved my head slowly up and down with reverent vigor. I knew my problem had just been solved. Nick Spano, on the other hand, was happily ignorant of his impending crisis. As the day's closing bell sounded, I was absolutely prepared. If the theme to Rocky had yet been written, I would have insisted it be played. And with the stone faces of seasoned warriors, Laura and I descended the main school stairway. Halfway down, I spied Nick waiting below with a malevolent grin, surrounded by a crowd of blood-crazed spectators. There were shades of Spartacus running through my brain, only it was supposed to be a Christian fed to the lions, not the Jewish kid. Suddenly, Spano made his move to confront me, and with the grace of a gazelle, my angel stepped between us and said in full New York accent, Hey, Nick, tough guy, you want to fight this little kid here? Maybe you want to fight me instead, huh? Nick's face was transformed into a mask of horror, and even I grew queasy 
as we all witnessed Lauren Izzo beating the living shit out of Nicholas Spano. Around and around the schoolyard fence they'd go. Nick was bleeding and crying and begging, and I was loving every minute of it. After all, I was winning my very first fight. Finally, and with gracious mercy, we let Nick run home to Mommy. The next day, I arrived at school to find a pink note resting neatly in the middle of my desk. The pit of my stomach already knew what was in it, but I opened it anyway. It was from Laura, and the tiny hairs on the back of my neck stood up as I read her words, I love you. How do you feel about me? Talk about going from the frying pan to the fire. I probably neglected to mention Laura was not one of the brightest blooms of femininity ever created. She actually had to lift her nose to stuff food in her face. But I knew what I had to do. Look what she did to Nick, and he hadn't toyed with her tender heart.